You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Daniel, the end of the season is coming upon us. We actually have the season finale of Supergirl to talk about this week. What do you think about that? can't believe that the show's already coming to a close. Right? I mean, it's it's very interesting that, uh, uh, you know, with the way TV shows go nowadays, uh, with short seasons, but then always around, but, you know... The superhero shows tend to be normal, or at least kind of old school about it. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Flash, Arrow, they're all going to be, you know, full seasons of like 23 episodes. So uh, we we get to see a lot of these things, whereas, you know, like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, you only get to see, was it 13 episodes? Um, we also are going to have... Uh, I assume that next season we'll have a full season of Supergirl and a full season of Legends of Tomorrow, but we only have a half season this year. Just, but that's kind of like how they started off with Flash and, and Arrow. I think they started off in the new year to only give us a half season of both shows when they when they had their their first season. And Walking Dead as well. Walking Dead was only six episodes. That's 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 correct. Same with Fear the Walking Dead. <clears throat> right. But uh, but but then again, when uh, those shows have their full seasons, they're only going to be thirteen episodes long, right? But I mean, I understand those shows have a lot of production value and lots and lots of prosthetics. So if they want to fold, you know, twenty three episodes, they'd probably get really expensive. Exactly, especially with the special effects and stuff. So it's going right. to be. Uh, a lot better for or a lot it's it's you know it's funny though but i would have to say they're probably using more special effects on uh supergirl than they do on flash per se but uh the budget on flash has got to be pretty high i mean they do some pretty pretty incredible things just look at <laughs> gorilla grod and king shark right yeah <laughs> <clears throat> but that's uh, in a little bit. Let's talk about some headlines. Um, one thing I saw today, which I thought was very interesting, as my dog runs through here all crazy-like, um, <laughs> we have uh, one Carl Urban talking about how he would love to do Dread 2 because he's been wanting to do Dread, a sequel to Dread like, since the movie came out, and I thought the movie was great, so I'm all for it. I'm all for a sequel, but he's talking about he's talking about doing it on Netflix or Amazon. What do you think of that? I mean, that's a that's a smart idea. I mean, a lot of TV shows are you know taking that route, so it would be successful if it was on Netflix. Well, see, that's I guess that's where you, you have to wonder if he's talking about doing an original movie on one of those shows on one of those uh, streaming services or 
doing a series. I mean, could you imagine getting 13 episodes of Dread? That'd be fucking awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. So and all those fans, you know, would definitely be a lot happier and grateful. Oh yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I can't wait to see what, what if if anything comes from that. And that was all from just a tweet that Carl Urban set out. He said it, the tweet says, "Dread two, I'd do it if Netflix or Amazon." Uh, or no, I'm sorry. It's just I'd do it! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Netflix or Amazon? There's a good mine of awesome Mega City One stories. <laughs> So there you go. That was a tweet from Carl Urban. Kind of blew up. What about you? Uh, An article that you know you posted on our page on Facebook at Geek Elite, which was um, Nathan Fillion, and um, you know more assumptions of what character he will play. Yeah. So. Who is it that, you know, is the big rumor right now, the big idea that he, the most likely he's going to be playing? Uh, from what you told me, um, it seems like Magic Man. Nope. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, <What>? God. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wonder Man. <laughs> I don't know who Magic Man is. <laughs> I would like to find out, though. Uh uh, no, yeah, Wonder Man. Wonder Man is a pretty awesome character. Simon Williams, he's a, a character that originally started off as a villain in the Marvel Universe. So uh, it, it, it'd be kind of cool because he's also a, a Hollywood star. Uh, and that's where the, the rumor comes from. I guess there's a lot of the uh, posters of the, pers- the, of the, the movies that uh, Simon Williams would be in in, that, in the Marvel Universe Hollywood hanging up in the background of the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 scenes. <laughs> so, uh, the idea that no, Tom, not Thomas Jane, Nathan Fillion would be playing this uh, cocky uh, movie star that is also a superhero very much fits in with the other characters that he plays in, in other things like Captain Hammer and uh, uh, Richard Castle and, you know, Kind of, uh, it, it, in, in very much, very cocky, like how Captain Mal from F- Firefly is. So it'd be very good. And, you know, and G- James Gunn and, and Nathan Fillion have a history. They, they've done lots of things together. So, uh, it'd be great to see them come to come back. I just want to make sure that he has more of a role than he did in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which a lot of people probably don't even know that he was in because he was just the voice of one of the prisoner characters. That the one that Groot holds up by his nose. So, I mean, like, literally he says, you're going to be my fresh meat or whatever it is. And then he gets he gets his ass handed to him by Groot. Wow, I didn't even know he voiced for that character. That's the, the one character he played in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. So, so, like I said, most people don't even know. But uh, it would be great to see him do more. Uh, the only other story that I have is J.K. Simmons, who has recently been announced as uh, uh, be playing Commissioner Gordon in the the new DCEU. Uh, you might remember him mostly for uh, being J. Jonah Jameson in the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man movies, uh, is playing Commissioner Gordon. And he, it's talking. He, the article talks about how what size his role will be in the Justice League movie, which I guess will be his first movie for the DCEU. And it says, I don't get started on the uh, on that until June, and my part in the first one is very small. 
Uh, Simmons told DP30, I'm excited to be playing that iconic character in the iconic series. Now, uh, I mean, we know the Justice League already started filming two weeks ago. So, you know, him coming in in June, it really does mean that it's probably going to be a, a pretty small part. Uh, pro- I'm guessing just, you know, t- a talk with uh, with Batman and that's about it. And, but he'll probably get more play in the actual Batman movies. Right. Which, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see him play Gordon because... I think he did J. Jonah Jameson so well that... Uh, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, and, of course, um, Gary Oldman did Gordon so well that it, it's going to be interesting to see how how, he, how they do, how, how each one of them, or how he does as Gordon. Right, I mean, do you, do you have anybody that really comes to mind playing, you know, playing the new Gordon? You know, uh... I don't really have uh, anybody that comes to mind like right off the top. I would, I you know who I kind of think Tom Selleck would play a good Gordon. That's a a name I haven't heard in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of typecasting because he's on TV right now playing a police commissioner of the New York City in that Blue Buds TV show, but. I just think I just think he's you know he's got that he's he's the age range and he's that he's got that commanding voice and you know it's a, he's a face that you can trust so <laughs> nice well uh, I you know I didn't see really much else for for news that I would want to talk about did you have anything else that you want to talk about no <clears throat> well okay then let's go ahead and get right into uh, Supergirl. Season finale. Oh, man. I, I just want to say for a season finale, this episode was just oozing cheese. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it kind of it starts off right where we left off from the last episode. We still got Myriad as a problem, and, uh, and uh, Alex is about to attack Supergirl in her exosuit, and we thought, oh, man, we're getting a pretty cool versus, and... I think the scene lasted all of three minutes, <laughs> if that. Uh, <laughs> uh, just with Mrs. Danvers saying, Alex, wait, this isn't who you are. Yeah, so then this whole idea that, you know, as soon as she heard uh, her Mrs. Danvers talk about her uh, Alex's dad, and she's thought about hope, and then bam, it clicked over, and then so now we got to go to this old broadcasting uh, station and put up Supergirl's symbol and then talk about, have Supergirl talk about hope. And it's just like, this is too corny. Like, like just the, the logistics of everything they did. I know Maxwell Lord is, is super intelligent and all, but how is it that he broadcasts the symbol to everybody's phones simultaneously? <laughs> yeah, it didn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. Um, and then, so now after after everybody's broken broken free from Myriad, uh, you know, the next thing is to stop Indigo and uh, and Non and well, Non and Indigo are like, well, fuck it, you know, we'll go ahead and just take the whole Earth. We'll make everybody fucking, uh, 
dis- be destroyed by Myriad if we can't have it. So they 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 turn it up to eleven, <laughs> and they decide to blow everybody's heads up. Apparently, at least that's how Maxwell Lord explains it. And uh, you know, everybody other than uh, uh, the people that have uh, things on their ears, and and uh, apparently Johns and uh, and and Supergirl are able to withstand it, and they're going to go fight Non and and uh, uh, Indigo, Indigo. Over, yeah, over at the 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 prison. The down prison, Fort yeah, Fort Roz. Oh my goodness, it was just punch, punch, punch. I beam, I beams, and then, and then uh, they defeat him, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, there's no way to turn it off, so we gotta just throw it into outer space. <laughs> okay. My problem is Superman can breathe in space, yet Kara can't. What the hell? I think I see. That's what I was wondering about that too. I I'm pretty sure that she. Well, it's not that Superman can breathe in space; is that he can hold his breath super long that he doesn't need to breathe while he's in space. And uh, Kara probably would have been able to hold her breath really long too, but she's never had to push. She's never had to test her limits like that. So they just assume. That she wouldn't have been able to hold her breath for too long. She goes up into space, pushes a myriad, I guess you will call it, up in space. It blows up. She passes out. And then <laughs> the fucking, fucking Alex, Alex is in the space pod. <laughs> that was so terrible. She shows up in the spaceship that that fucking Kara showed up at Earth in. And, and what? Like opens the the door and picks her up, puts her on the hood. What what does she do? <laughs> we don't know because it just skips to the part where Kara's waking up at uh, the DEO and everything is good. <laughs> uh, and how does she know how to fly the thing? I don't know. How does how does she get her back? I don't know. We don't have to deal with those kind of things. Oh, is 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 Kara going to be able to deal with the fact that she killed a whole bunch of Kryptonians and other other prisoners on on Fort Roz when the thing blew up? It's it's kind of like you know uh, the, the beginning of season two of the Flash when you know Barry killed people and nobody acknowledges and nobody it. acknowledges it. <laughs> we just our our superheroes are killing people and we don't care. I mean, we have fucking Ray Palmer shrink down and, you know, go through some of these bodies. So, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> oh, oh, we got plenty to talk about with Legends tomorrow <laughs> when that comes up. So, let's, let's just keep that there for a second. Uh, <laughs> then, the the episode ends with the, the woman empowerment, you know, point where Cat uh, is like, Hey, you've been a great assistant and I, hear, I heard you when you were talking to me the other day. Because Kara was actually like giving a, a speech of, "Hey, you've been a great boss. I'm I'm leaving, and I'm probably going to die." But she couldn't say all that stuff because she doesn't want her to know that she's Supergirl. But she takes it as, "Oh, uh, you've been a great employee. You've been a great assistant. Uh, I'm going to give you your own office and your own title. We don't know what that title is yet. We'll make one up. Don't worry." <laughs> And I always cry at the end of Working Girl. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, I've never seen Working Girl, so I have no idea what any of that meant. 
Yeah, same here. I just know that, you know, they made a big deal about it. They sure did. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. You know, maybe the, the, that end of that this episode wasn't aimed towards us because we're two, you know, 20 to 30-year-old men. And, it, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't a part of our... Our lives or or what what's going on, but it was yeah. You're right. Corny is the word. <laughs> oh, and I do want to say so now the S stands for hope because I don't remember <laughs> at the beginning of the season S stood for something else. That's right. <laughs> nope, it stands for hope now. <laughs> we went back to that. Ah, uh, the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just all over the place. So yeah, that was the season finale of Supergirl. Hopefully next season they'll have a better idea of what they want to do with the show and we can, you know, get back on track. Who do you think is in that space pod? Oh. There was another space pod, wasn't there? Yeah. And she just goes, oh my god. And it's over. You know, I don't know. I don't know who it could be. It'd be interesting if it's, like, another version of her. <laughs> the younger version of her or something. Well, I mean, with that reaction, it could it could be. Yeah, it could definitely be. So, I totally forgot about that in, that, that ending. I, just, I think I just kind of wanted to... It's Baby Dark Side. <laughs> it's Baby Dark Side. <laughs> She's going to raise Baby Dark Side. No, I yes. mean, you think about it. What if, what if that's like another crossover opportunity? If they bring in the Flash again and he travels back in time to drop off young her 12 years ago or whatever, you know? So we have the Flash in space? <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> he could just, you know, take the ship and they put it on wheels and they push her or or maybe they're going to push, you know, maybe it's Kal-El. Maybe it's a young Kal-El. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. <laughs> Bizarro Kal-El? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I guess we'll have to wait till next season. Um, yeah. Yeah, about that. And she, you know, her, her and Jimmy, they got together. Those crazy kids. Oh, jeez. Okay, so, I, I mean, I guess that's you're, you're good with the end of that, then? Yeah, with a question mark at the uh, who's in that space pod. <laughs> there you go. Who's in the space pod? We can all think about it over the summer, and we'll find out next, next season. Gotham. We had the return of Barbara Kane. I know. And I don't know if I should trust her or not. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, she's a little bit more loose, I guess. I don't know. I mean, she's she's not exactly all psycho killer anymore, but she's also not uptight and, and pristine anymore. So uh, you got Gordon, who's looking for the person that hired... Matches Malone to kill the Waynes, which I guess that's what we're going with. Matches Malone killed the Waynes in the show. Uh, I thought that was just going to be like a fake runaround, but you know, it 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 was what they went with. So 
We're, we're going with who hired Matches Malone, and it was the philosopher hired him, and then, oh, hey, the philosopher was the name, the nickname of one Hugo Strange, who was a friend of Thomas Wayne when they were in college. That's unfair. That's, that's unfair. <laughs> yeah, unfair. That's, you know, that's just a very strange uh, word to be bringing up when you're talking about the fact that your parents are dead. I think it's kind of unfair that your parents are dead, you know? It's, it, it, I didn't, where, where, where did you think it was going to be fair at this point? So, why is it that Hugo Strange wanted Thomas Wayne killed? I'm guessing it's because of some experiments that he wanted to do. And whatever, you know, that study that was going on at the... Uh, what was the name of the place that the girl was from? Oh, uh, the Pinewood? Pinewood, Pinewood there Farms. you go. Yeah, Pinewood Farm. So... You got, you got experiments going on. A chick with a raptor arm, <laughs> for whatever reason, and then uh, you know, I, I don't know. And then she she took she's just like you know what I'm cool with dying, and she took a, a fucking doctor for yeah, Mister Freeze grenade. Yeah, <laughs> took one for the team. Took one for the team. Oh my goodness. And she totally clawed the shit out of some guy's throat, which was pretty cool to watch. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I just Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you. So, obviously, we have the Nolanverse, and then, you know, we have this universe. Do you like that this one actually has all the uh, paranormal stuff that, you know, we see in Batman comics? Or do you like it more... You know, realistic based. No, I like I like the idea of seeing the things that we see in the comics. But I would like them if they were done more like how you do, how they're done in the comics. Like the fact that it's done in real or it's not it's off the page now and in, onto live action. It makes me think like the producers think that they need to do it in a slapstick kind of way, like a a corny way. When I mean, when really you don't. I don't. I don't feel you need to. You don't. You don't need to do the old Adam West nineteen sixty six version of these characters. Do Nolan versions of these characters, you know, make them so that they're real, make them so that they have real problems and, you know, and their gadget gadgetry looks real. And, you know, the Flash is able to do it. The Arrow is yeah. able to do it. Uh, Captain Cold's freeze gun looks pretty awesome as compared to what? Why is it that Mr. Freeze has white hair and like, you know, has this ridiculous suit that's like, I don't know. So I don't know. It's he, and, he he looks so weird, and he doesn't have a helmet. And he doesn't have a helmet. You know, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> they were trying to give him a Jack Frost look, you know? <laughs> probably, or uh, yeah, or, you know, uh, icicle or yeah, Jack like from the Guardians of the whatever movie, Jack Frost. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, Gordon, you know, is on the trail of who it is that that hired Matches Malone. So what do you think happens after he catches uh, Hugo Strange? Gordon, after Gordon catches Hugo Strange? Yeah, he, sa- he says that he tells he tells Barnes that as soon as he finds out who it is, he solves that case, he's going to go find Leslie and he's going to go live his life somewhere else. 
Do you think that's actually going to happen? Oh, that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Why do you think that's not going to happen? What do you think is going to... Do you think Barbara is going to end up in his life again? Do you think... Uh, you know, do you think Leslie actually lost the baby? And I don't know. I, oh yeah, that's right. Cause she actually was showing. I know before the season finale, I was like, no, she's not pregnant. She's just lying to get him back. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it could be a possibility. Yeah. She lost a baby, but I mean, shit. I mean, Barbara looked pretty, pretty, you know, down that, that Gordon just walked away. True. That's very true. So, uh, she went back to uh, Butch and Dio's um, Ti- sister. Yeah, Tigers. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, Tigers. Uh, yeah. So you know, then she's gonna go. She's going back to her way of crime. That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, and I love Butch. She's like, whoa, what, what, what the hell is she doing here? She's supposed to be an Arkham. <laughs> and then he sees that they're two girls, and they're kind of like stroking each other. And he's like, all right, I can give you on this. Chicka wow wow. Cool. Um, I mean, I don't think there was much more to that. I, I don't know how many more episodes are left in the season. I can't imagine too many more. But the end of the episode ends with... Galavan. <laughs> that's true. That's what he was chanting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was chanting. So uh yeah, he, he gets he wakes up and they're like, wait, that's not possible. He's still supposed to be down for a little bit longer and he's just kicking people, orderlies and doctors across the room and you know, thrashing the place and just screaming Asriel, so uh you know, it looks like I'll get to see my my namesake up on the on the on the silver screen here soon enough. How do you feel if you know he reinvents himself and he becomes you know, Azriel? Well, I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because the name is very much a mantle. If you if you look into the the mythos of the character, you know, Azrael was a knight of the Order of Saint Dumas, so it's very much keeping in the storyline that they've created in this uh, this uh, universe. And you know, anybody could be Azrael. It just happens to be that the character that we followed in the comic book ended up going against the Order and becoming a good guy and working for Batman eventually, and taking up the mantle of the Batman during the Nightfall right and, era. But then eventually going crazy after with his power while taking up the mantle of Batman and and then killing c- killing criminals and having to <laughs> get his ass whooped by Batman after he gets his back fixed. So yep. yeah, there's all that. But you know, if uh, comic books teaches it teaches anything, it's all about redemption. So <laughs> so you won't be pissed if he becomes you know somehow reinvents his identity and becomes John um, John Valley. Oh wait, now now that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> if he if he changes his name from Theo Gallivan to John Paul Valley, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> because that's a you're taking the actual character now. No, 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 no. He can stay Theo Gallivan and be Azrael, and and we won't have to. I won't have any problems uh, just until eventually he gets beat. And then maybe, you know, John Paul Valley's dad will show up and he'll be like, ah, you did this wrong, Theo, you know. Uh, my son will be the next one and I'll teach him the right way to do it. And, 
you know, he'll be a villain again, but, you know, that's way down the line. You have to have Batman first before you get Asriel, yeah. John Paul Valley Asriel. And then eventually he's got to die and Michael Lane's going to take up the name. And, you yep. know, so there's all that craziness. You, you should really write for, for Gotham. <laughs> I would love to write for Gotham. Fox. <laughs> Do the characters the right way. I think it would be interesting to to be able because like right now all they're doing is they're taking the characters that Batman fights and they're putting them what 12, 15 years ahead of their time. So you know we're going to eventually have these older criminals that have experience against a Batman that has no experience, and it would be interesting to have more of like I kind of like what what they did with the Joker character and had it so that his that what's-his-face wasn't the actual Joker, but he kind of plants the idea in whoever the actual Joker ends up being and, and uh, you know, has that seed so that he can... it will eventually blossom. Oh, uh, speaking of Joker, I love the mural that uh, was up. Yeah, the ha-ha-ha mural? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I love I love seeing those everywhere now that, now that you know, whenever they have them up. And I don't know if they do, they do them digitally or if they actually have someone go and spray paint those things. But it's interesting because the show is filmed in New York City as opposed to, you know, uh, like Flash and, and Arrow, which is filmed in uh, Vancouver. I think it's Vancouver. And, you know, uh, this is actual New York City. And if they're putting up Joker graffiti up on the walls, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought of something. I know how you said that, you know, they're putting these villains 15 years before we actually have a Batman. Mm-hmm. If this TV show is successful, they should do a Batman uh year 1. Uh you know, that wouldn't be bad. I I don't I don't wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it if we eventually get a if the show is successful enough, we get a time jump. And we get a jump to when uh it's like a young Bruce Wayne, but I mean young by like eighteen, like age eighteen, that starts traveling the world. And yeah, I know that means it's not Gotham anymore, but you could still be following Gordon in Gotham and just have Bruce Wayne traveling the world, figuring out things, you know, finding a way to fight and and, and learn and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I always thought that was an interesting story. Like they kind of show it in Batman Begins, in the you know the first Nolan Batman where he's. But it's it's all very choppy and very, uh, you know, quick pace so that they can get through it. But I mean, to see Bruce Wayne go to go and and study under Zatara how to be an escape artist for you know for six months, and then he goes to Henry Ducard, a, 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 a Interpol detective, and learns how to become a detective, and you know goes to Black Cat or not Black Cat Wildcat. In New York, and, and learns to to be a boxer and fight and stuff. So I mean, these would all be cool stories. They would. <clears throat> I know we can't forget about him visiting, you know, Raish. Yeah, and then eventually, you know, eventually getting to Raish if you wanted to include that part of the story. And he teaches them to to do theatrics and to uh, take down an army of six hundred instead of a, a, a room full of six or whatever it is that he called. He says in Batman Begins. That'd be all awesome. <laughs> it's possible, Fox. It's possible. It's all possible. Uh, I'm good on Gotham. I know. I mean, I know the season or the the next episode is gonna be is gonna be 
Theo Gallivan in the Azrael uh, armor, so I'm I'm excited because he's your favorite character. We all know this <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to talk about this? No. Okay. Uh, then Flash and oh my god, I think I still have a headache after watching that episode of Flash. Oh, no. <laughs> go on! I want to know. This the 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 whole story of who Zoom and Jay and uh, where they all exist in time and different parallel timelines and it's just all very what? What are you talking about? How's the how are they the same person? And then they're two different people. And then he killed one, but he didn't kill himself. But you know. It's what? I, and then and then he steals Wally, and then Wally's like, "Hey," or he's like, "Who? Who's the guy in the iron mask?" Oh well, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Why wouldn't I believe you? All this other weird shit seems to be happening, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know. So I mean, who could it possibly be? And then, like, how did he get back to Earth Two after Cisco opened up that hole? Did that hole just stay what? open? Or, okay, okay, okay. I'm not the only one that thought that was odd. Wait, <laughs> why, why did he do this in the beginning then? <laughs> I have no idea. None of this shit makes any sense. This whole episode literally just hurt my brain. It's so confusing. <laughs> literally, I have, I think I wrote down, I was like, wait, so Zoom is so fast he can travel to different Earths now? Why didn't he do that before? But no, he's not. He needs. He needs to have a breach. And from the idea is that Cisco, using his reverb powers, can open up a breach. But then you would think after Zoom came through it, they would have closed it. But apparently they didn't close it. You know, uh, they left it open and Zoom went and grabbed Wally. And then they he took off with Wally back to Earth 2. <sighs> also, cheeseball moments, just using the pictures of his parents to weaken Zoom. Yeah. Like, how would they even know what his what his parents were? They, was that Hunter Zolomon's parents? Hunter Zolomon from Earth One's parents? Because the 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 dad that we saw in the flashback for Zoom definitely did not look like the guy that they had in a suit in that pop up, or the lady in the dress, you know. So, like, did they just use pictures of the Earth One's doppelganger's parents? I don't know. I don't. I I, just, I don't know. Throwing so much information and then including time travel of different Earths, that's why it makes sense, okay? Yeah, just like don't even think about it, just say yes, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, something that was pretty fucking awesome was when Zoom um, was, you know, getting his electric shock therapy and then he got his powers. That explosion looked like the Doc Manhattan explosion from Watchmen. It, it really did. <laughs> you know, so it, it's... I don't know. And then, like, if that's how he got his powers, then what was the story that, you know, he told uh, Caitlin about uh, how Jay got his powers, and then, but the, obviously, that was made-up story, and, but... Uh, it's so... All of it was so... And then, if, if Zoom, or Hunter Zolomon was such a... Uh, you know, well-known story that that Harrison Wells could look at the picture for half a second and be like, "Oh, that's that's Hunter Zolomon. He's a serial killer. I know who that is." But yet he sit there and had all this dealings with 
Jay Garrick throughout, you know, <laughs> the year. And he never really once put together that he looks just like Hunter Zolomon, just with less hair. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and then you talk about god, you talk about so Jesse is supposed oh. to be super smart. She's much smarter than her father, and yet she didn't put it together. God, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I don't wow. know. Yeah, ow, ow, indeed. You're getting my headache now. <laughs> The episodes do not. The episode does not make sense. And then I really think what had happened is that they had another explanation of what you know the difference between Zoom and 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 Jay and who they were and all this stuff. But I think something went wrong. Maybe someone backed out, or you know something didn't work out, or whatever. So they had to change the story after they had already done backstory. Because if you look, like look at uh, was Kevin Smith was just directing his episode what last two weeks ago. And they were, ago, yeah. yeah, and the week after that, they were supposed to be directing their uh, their f- uh, finale episode, I think. Or at least the next two episodes that were supposed to be next to the finale episode. So, I mean, they're going right up uh, up until, you know, the point, like, the finale is only, is only a month away. So, they're pretty, they're cutting it pretty close. They, 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 you know, they film them and then they edit them and they get them right back out on the air. So, it doesn't take that long. And I think something happened, and they had to make some changes because, with the information that we were given earlier in the season, with what who Zoom was and what you know who Jay was, it, it doesn't it, it really doesn't fit. Who knew? Yeah, and we can't even use your face theory anymore either. You know how how uh, Eobard Thawne took over Wells? Yeah, we can't use that theory anymore. That's out the window. Yeah. And the time remnant thing, and I, I know that they kind of planted that earlier with the fact that we saw Eobard Thawne show up uh, at one point when he was like, well, how is it that he's here if we killed him already? And he was like, well, or you killed Eddie, and Eddie's his descendant, or his ancestor. And he's like, well, he was already in the time stream at the time that Eddie killed himself, so thus he still ex- he still lives. He's like, no, no, <laughs> no. Which then gets us all into the whole Legends of Tomorrow discussion that we're going to have here pretty soon. And that oh, is, is going to be bad, too. You know? Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, so what is it that stops uh, Zoom from killing Jay at that one moment? Not Jay, I'm sorry. Killing uh, Barry? Barry? Yeah. He, Caitlin just goes... If you know if those emotions, those feelings are real, you let him live. Bullshit. Okay, that's all I had to say at that point. You, if you're gonna sit there and sell me that he's a serial killer and he kills people willy nilly for no reason, you, Caitlin giving her little speech of, oh, mama, if you had feelings, no, he was playing you. Those feelings aren't real. Obviously they are if he fucking let Barry live. Oh, but I mean bullshit. I That's all I say is bullshit. <laughs> Don't say bullshit because Dexter gets feelings and he's so, and he's a serial killer. The only time Dexter has feelings though is when he had feelings for his baby, and that's about it. And that's that's completely yeah. different. You can have feelings for your offspring. He doesn't have feelings for 
Well, I guess, he, yeah, he did end up having feelings for the other serial killer girl. But I think that's because he's just getting he's getting mixed up with someone that understands him with he feels he falls in love with that person. Well, he has feelings for his sister, not in that way. But I yeah, mean, but not in that exactly that. not in that way. And he also he started caring about Rita. He actually fell, started falling in love with her, and then you know she kind of got killed. But you know, off topic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if he end up. I don't know if he ends up caring for Rita or not. I I don't know. It's just I I I mean maybe because of Dexter, I see you know serial killers can get feelings. Okay, that's what I was trying to, All right, trying but, to say. All uh, right, uh, 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 one. So the th- of the three examples, Rita, the person that he ends up marrying and living with for a long long ass time. Uh, his his son, the person that is his offspring, and then uh, his his sister, the person that he's he's known his whole life. None of those relationships can compare to Caitlin, who he barely talked to. You know, maybe he talked to more than anybody else, but that was literally for two months. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. So okay, I'll say it. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know, man. I was really, really excited for this episode, but now that you, you know, debunked it like that, I was just like, wow, you're right. This episode was <laughs> shitty. Yeah, no, I mean that's because I think I was super excited about this episode too. I wanted to know, you know, who uh, who Zoom was and you know how this all fits in and stuff, and then then the just the the lackluster like like weak story that they threw out there. It was just like, I get the idea that they wanted to do, Oh, he's just like Barry. He saw his mother get killed and it actually was his father that killed his mother and you know, all this stuff. But it, it it just wasn't, it wasn't good enough. (laughs) And I'm sure, um, Wally's going to tap into the speed force somehow right now on earth too. (laughs) I mean, I guess that that's the only. Th- well, I mean, since I was thinking, since Zoom stole Barry's speed, like he might accidentally give the speed to Wally, and then Wally will save the. I don't know. I don't know. Wally's going to have to eventually get his his speed somehow, since he's becoming more and more part of the story. And right, and I forgot to mention um, that one episode where they all went clubbing to distress. Um and Jesse met Wally. Her watch went off right in front of Wally. Yeah, that's true. Um, we didn't talk about that, so we we didn't. But I don't. I don't know. Those watches to me, they they go off at the weird times. They they aren't consistent. So I don't know what to make of those things. I also thought it was interesting though that when they were doing the exchange for Wally. Uh, Barry uses the the voice modulator, or he does the frequency thing to change his voice. So why? So that Wally doesn't know that Barry is the Flash? Everybody else there knows. <laughs> and then everybody else there, Wally knows. Like, he knows his father, he knows his sister, he knows Caitlin, and... and <laughs> I mean, it, it only takes... A, it doesn't take a genius to figure out who the one person that's missing... Could that possibly be the guy that's behind the mask? No. No. Probably not. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done with Flash. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. So, what do you want to jump into next? Well, uh, we can go ahead and do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, from what I understand, you didn't get a chance to watch it this week. Because I was going to watch it on my cousins while I was house-sitting. And uh, they didn't pay the internet bill. And they are both out of town. <laughs> well, you just had to put them out on blast like that. But okay. <laughs> they don't listen to this shit. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yes, uh, which is unfortunate. It was a really good episode, too. Uh, I, I hope you get to watch it before you watch the next one. Um, what? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the whole idea is that, you know, you saw you saw uh, Coulson and his team get captured by... Uh, um, Guerrera, and uh, he's taking him to uh, Ward, and then when that that leaves uh, Daisy and Lincoln to go and get the other two Inhumans that are part of the Secret Warriors to uh, go and break them out, and she gets them. She gets the Melter, and she gets Yo-Yo. I don't know what the Melter's guy's name is. I don't know what they give him a name or a code name or anything, but, uh, you know, the, the four of them, they go into the base and they, uh, they, they make their way through and they do a good job and they break everybody out, get everybody free and get everybody back to the shield base. But then they fi- figure out that, oh crap. Oh, because the guy, the one dude, the one inhuman that had the glasses melt to his face, the one that can paralyze everybody with his eyes, uh, yeah. he has, he gets stabbed like, uh, the melter dude, like stabs him through the heart. So he dies, he's dead. So, uh, Fitz and Simmons, they do a, uh, a, a autopsy on him and they realize that inside of his head, he's got a, a parasite inside of him. And basically it's the same stuff that they saw that the, that ward is made out of. And, uh, it, it basically infects in humans and makes them do whatever it is that, uh, you know, Ward wants them to do, and then oh, uh, I, they also were able to capture uh, Malik, and Malik is also in the base, and he's telling them that look, you know, he and humans do whatever it is that Ward wants them to do. They they call him Hive. Uh, they he Hive makes them do whatever he wants, and and you you don't you you don't you need to be wary of the people that are on your team because if they're inhuman, they they could be compromised, and thus starts the witch hunt. All four uh, inhumans are under the scope and they're being quarantined until they can de- decipher who it is that's that's working for Hive or Ward. Uh, it basically comes down to looking like Lincoln is the one that is the one that is under Ward's uh, sway, I should say, uh, or influence. And then, big reveal, it's actually Sky. Dun, dun, dun! So she she takes the little ball thing that they got from that guy that was living in the trailer park, and she takes off on a plane and she goes back to Ward, and uh, she's under his influence, and you know Lincoln and and the other two are or the other two were like screw this, you people thought that we were bad guys, we don't want to be part of your team anymore, and uh, Lincoln's like what do you, whatever you need me to do, Colson, I'll do, so let's go do it. And it's it's interesting. You get to see Ward and Sky back together again, uh, you know. But this time they're the bad guys instead of the good guys. I actually want to watch this episode a lot now. You got me <laughs> it's actually a really good episode. I mean, uh, it kind of spoiled the who who's the secret agent under or the the person that's under the influence. But 
I think you'll like it. Alright. Um, so there, there, there's uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we can get on to Legends of Tomorrow. What a crap fest that was. <laughs> now we Sorry, talked about... <laughs> Good. You should be laughing. Because we talked about it last week. We talked about how, oh, they sent Kronos after you. And that was the end-all, say-all, because he's a tough bounty hunter. Oh, well, Kronos ended up being our buddy, and we captured him. So, oh, they sent the other three bounty hunters that were a a fallback in case Kronos didn't capture you. Oh, well, we beat them. We actually killed them, so it's not that big a deal. Oh, well, they, they did the Pilgrim, you know, the Omega Protocol or whatever. And, you know, if if they get Pilgrim to come after you, then she goes after a younger version of you, thus killing the young version of you kills the older version of you. And they even show it. They show her, they show a trial, and then the guy's like, oh, you, you know, this is your sentence. And Pilgrim walks in, and she vanishes out, and then all of a sudden the dude just turns to, like, blue ashes and dies. It's just like, okay, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, then, like, the first person they go after is young McRory. Yeah, young Heatwave. Yep. So there's apparently only one point in time in all of someone's timeline that you can attack them, at, you know, at a younger point in their life. And uh, it will it will be covered up by whatever's going on, and this just happens to be the time when Mick Rory accidentally set his house on fire and killed his parents. <laughs> so while they're there, you know, Mick is sitting there watching the house burn down, and uh, all of our heroes are act- dressed up as as firemen trying to put the fire out. Uh, Pilgrim walks up behind young Mick and is about to shoot him in the back of the head, and then. Ba-boom! Uh, uh, Adam shows up and saves the day, but apparently didn't knock her out. She just kind of time jumped or something. I don't know. I didn't even. I didn't even understand. I thought that was the end. I was like, "Oh, they caught her. Good. We're done." Nope. She's still traveling around. But see, the problem with time travel is, you know, I think Agents of Shield did it much better in the in the episode when they were talking about, you know, when she when he saw the future or she saw the future and that guy was going to die. And they're all like, well, we can prevent it. And Fitz is like, no, you can't prevent it. It happened. It all happens. It all happens at one point. You know, it's not a linear line. It's all just a thing. You know, it's all just a plane or whatever. And now they're just it. This show is so linear with their time travel. It just hurts me. It hurts me to my soul. <laughs> you know, you can't have too much complex stuff, though, to confuse the audience. I, I understand, but I think this makes it even more complex. It makes it so that you're just sitting there like, well, I don't understand why can't they can't go to a different point in time, or why is it that she can only attack them? And then all of a sudden they go back to a point where they, they kidnap the, the babies, and it's like, well, now if you kidnap the babies, they don't exist in the timeline. And like, you would think that's going to be even bigger, you know, marks in the timeline if you have missing people. Oh. But I guess not. I mean, uh, they <laughs> fucked up with they fucked up with time so much, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, like, literally, they are going way off point of what this show is supposed to be. And this is what this show should be. And it's just it it really it really troubles me. Like I don't think people are going to be sticking around with this show if they don't get onto a good track. Like it's not anywhere near 
as good as 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 Arrow, so thus nowhere near as good as Flash. Uh, uh, I mean, it, uh, I, I can't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's just. Uh, um, like I mean, do you, I? I mean, okay. So then they go on to to to, to snatch up the baby version. Well, first they get the what sixteen year old version of of uh, of Sarah from her her dad, and then they go pick up the babies of the uh, other people on the ship, except for Kira or Kira Kira Kendra, and uh, you know because we don't have to worry about her because she gets reincarnated all the time anyways. It's not that big a deal. And then, yeah, so if you kill her, it's fine. Yeah, because it would just be another one yeah. of her. And then there's all these. Uh, then when that can't be worked out, should Pilgrim's like, "Well, I'll just go after your family members, the people you care about." And then Stein's uh, like, "Oh well, my wife doesn't even remember who I am anymore." And oh well, I left when in 2016. I figured I'd be right back. And it's just like, oh, this is so painful. <laughs> And then, and then, basically, apparently, if you kill a Time Lord or whatever you want to call him, wait, Time Lord, that's Doctor Who. It's Doctor Who, so Time Master. <laughs> time Master. There's serious repercussions, and fucking Rip's been going on a suicide mission every goddamn adventure. So, does he not care about the timeline either? Like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, he, uh... Like I understand his original premise of the, of the uh, of this was that I need to go and I need to save my family. And the only way I can save my family is by killing Vandal Savage in the past. But like it seems like you literally have gone about this the wrong way, the longest possible way to do it and you you're failing at every like faction of it. Like every time you find a point like, every time they get to a point where they think that this will be the point that we can kill Vandal Savage and they fail, but they learn something new. Well, why not just go back a day before? The day before you showed up and be like, all right, well, I know where he's at. He's right here. So why don't I just go back to the day before I showed up and use all the points, all the things I need to use to kill him? Because we want to have a full season. <laughs> I understand, but see, you need to throw out, you need to put in more rules then instead of just vague, vague reasons of why you can't do it. You need to time travel, like especially done in movies and, and TV shows and stuff. It has to have a set of rules that it, are one believable, two understandable, and three, you know, easy enough that that it's going to put restrictions on your stories, but then. Not to the point that you can just break the rules and it doesn't matter, you know? They have to have consequences. Right. And I don't know. It, I mean, I get it. Why, another reason why, you know, they can't have Vandal in every episode. You know, it'd be trial and error every goddamn episode. But it just, when they, you know, derive from the story so long, I get bored. Especially if it's not a good episode. <laughs> But see, I think the better episodes of the of the season so far are the ones that don't have to do with Vandal. Like the Jonah Hex episode was amazing. The yeah, sound was really good. Yeah, the um, I don't know what else was a good the the story where where uh, they had to deal with this. I I like this the Time Pirates episode. I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, the the part where the they were stuck in 1960s or whatever it was. You know, that was that wasn't that wasn't bad. 
the Vandal Savage stories are just it's we they should just keep that. I, I mean, I guess if you want to just keep him the bad guy, then keep him for the season finale, you know, or or you know the big episode to to have them fight him. I mean, shit, I've. Work and try to pick up as much from um, on Vandal from a specific era, especially now that they're working as a team and actually fighting as a team, they can you know put up their own. So I don't know, I feel uh, uh eh. yeah, uh, yeah, I, I get you, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah. I just think like, they really need to do some retooling of this show. If they're going to come back next season, you know, if if it gets renewed, I don't know if it's been renewed or not, but if they need, if it, I think it has, if it has, and they really need to do some retooling, or it's just not going to, it's not going to stick around. Yeah, but I think it's just uh, since it's another comic book TV show, I think that's why it has its popularity. You know, well, yeah, it's definitely riding the wave that Flash and Arrow have created for it. Uh, and it, you know, but it's it's not going to be able to stay on that if it's not good enough on its own. True. I mean, the idea to me, the idea of the story is you get they travel around, they meet more DC characters that you wouldn't get, you aren't going to get to see in Flash or Arrow, and see how they, you know, they interact with these characters, and you know, throughout time, and and you know what what it's like to be. Uh, you know, in fucking what's the name of the the place where Geo uh, Geo Force lives? That that land, that you know, place or Dark or Black Adam or you know, Dead Man or Nick Dick Grayson. You know, just throughout time, just meet more fucking characters. It'd be cool, but that's not what they're doing. Or or you know, they can just spend their time in uh. 2056 in you know in Star City yeah <laughs> uh, with uh, with uh, old Ollie and, and, and Connor Hawk yes <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about Legends of Tomorrow uh, I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, then that just leaves us with uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Or as I like to call it, Kill Those Stupid Kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I, I mean, okay, so this episode, I don't know if you can really put too much of the of the of their problems on the kids. I think, I really think that if it wasn't for... Nick finding the the cyanide pills or whatever those pills were, the little girl wouldn't have died because she shows up and she's right there when you know she uh, when he when he opens up that skull and she sees it. Yep. Uh, whether or not I, I just gonna say I hate. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say whether or not the the dad had already showed the kids those those pills before is another story, but I have no idea. But oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I hate zombie children. They're so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, so when you first, when they first get to this house, 
what I mean, how did you think that it was going to like play out with with this family? That they were going to be fucking crazy and they were going to kill them in their sleep. Oh, so you thought they were going to just be the super crazy one? Like I really didn't think that they were going to even like. I really thought it was just going to be more of you know get the fuck off my property, you know, and then and then the the gang was going to basically try and sneak in and steal some stuff or whatever. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't do that because that seems like that was the easy story to do, and they did this story instead, which was you know much better. This guy. This is the guy that has the zombie apocalypse plan without there actually being a zombie apocalypse. You know, like they don't have the word zombie in their in their world. They don't have that lore. So he was just ready for whatever disaster that was going to happen, and they were going to live on that island and and be able to live off their their you know their their land and their stuff that they stockpiled. And I like this is what I like about this show is that it really it's really talking about all these theories that these people that people in our world have like you know if there's a zombie apocalypse i'm getting on a boat and i'm gonna i'm gonna take that because zombies can't be in the water or whatever right well they can be in the water well if uh, i'm i'm building up my house i have a storage unit and i have fences high fences around my place so zombies can't get to me there well you know unfortunately uh, fences break and you know you and and the disease already exists inside you whether or not you get bit so your family's fucked <laughs> and I mean um, at this point yeah that's right they already know that everybody has it too do they know that for sure like do they did they did, yeah that's right the doctor told them that at the yeah. In the first season, I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah, they already know that, um, which is good. You know, we have, they have that uh, they have that already known. Um, whatever is going on with 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 Strand, and it's funny how how untrusting. Uh, what is what is Reuben Blade's character's name? I can never remember what it is. Is it George? No, it's Daniel. Daniel, that's right. Daniel, Daniel has does not trust Strand whatsoever. Even though you know Strand is is basically got them uh, to be alive as long as they have at this point. Right, and he even said he's like, "What the guy that you know took you up on your boat on his boat and you know yeah. kept you here safe." <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's funny, and you know, obviously, you know. Daniel is just a very untrusting guy. It's 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 terrible at this point in the storyline that he he still doesn't feel safe around this family. Right. And I mean, he he went snooping and he found maps of Mexico and a gun. Right. So yeah, they I mean, in and, the, but, Go ahead. But Strand was actually being pretty shady though in this episode. Well, he's he's been pretty shady in general. Like he he doesn't give up any information about himself. He doesn't give up any information that he deems anybody else is, isn't. I mean, doesn't need to know. And yeah, that's that's bad. Seeing as how you're all trying to survive together, why why keep secrets? It's like like this is that that part of the show is very very much unneeded. Like this whole like we're keeping secrets from each other bullshit is just is dumb. It's it's unwarranted drama it's you have other problems going on right now uh and like you know they need to they need to get away from uh you know whatever this 
other ship that might have a mounted fucking uh, 50 cal rifle on it that takes over other ships, you know, that's important. And then you get to this guy who, you know, this survivalist that has been using his ham radio to get information from different uh, ranger uh, stations and stuff in almost the whole West Coast and uh, the western side of the, the, the continent. Like, he he knows that inland there's nothing there there's nothing there people aren't answering the radio anymore people are the, the, the country is pretty much dead up and down the the pacific coast uh you know they've dropped bomb and napalms and, and stuff to just try and kill the infection but it's not helping obviously yeah i think it's also funny and, uh, that we have in this show everybody's called infected instead of called walkers they don't have walkers yet It's true, the infected. Yeah, even though you're, they're all the infected. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's infected. Uh, I, I, I mean, I can't believe the mom gave up the kids so so easily. Well, I mean, I understood. I understood that. I mean, wait, are you talking about uh, the mom on the boat or the mom in the house? The mom in the house. Well, I mean, she she literally is dying from a disease. She's dying from MS. And she knows that as soon as she dies, she's going to turn. So if she turns, the rest of her family is going to be in danger. Now her oldest son is not is 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 programmed. He he's lived with his father long enough that he's going to do whatever his father her father wants to do. His father doesn't want to leave the island. So the kids are still young enough that they could live a longer life. They could they could do something, but they obviously can't put up a fight on their own. So. Yeah, you know it, it's I I I mean I I didn't see it as she gave up is that easily. She did what she needed to do to, to have them survive. I mean, she even when even when uh, what's the the mom on the boat's name? Is it Madison? Sure. When Madison was like, uh, oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be leaving in the morning. She's just like, oh, so soon, you know. Like she she knows what she needs to do, but she doesn't want to give up her kids yet. But she has to if if they're going to survive. And unfortunately, you know the young the the daughter eats a pill, gets herself killed. She then bites into her mom. And then what's the dad do? The dad just goes. I thought he was going to go in there and kill the both of them, but he ends up just sitting there. Uh, I guess waiting to die. <laughs> he knows what's going to happen. He becomes her chew toy. Okay, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. And then. The, the brother comes and gets the, the little boy from them, even though he was going to take him away. And he's like, no, I know what my dad wanted. My dad wanted us to, to live and die here. And, well, great. Now you have to kill your mom, and you're going to have to live here on this island with your brother by yourselves. Yep. Knowing <laughs> that you killed your parents. Knowing that you killed your parents. Yep. So have fun digging those graves and, uh, you know, doing what you need to do when you see that bloody spot in the middle of the carpet and you know more more of the the people that the vacationing people because this island was called katrina and i think it's supposed to be like catalina island or whatever you know like what we actually yeah. have so they were you know they you know it's a vacation spot and you saw the, the the hotels and all that uh the ferris wheel and stuff that was down the shore so you know those people are going to eventually be coming this way or they're going to spread out through the island so there's it, you know it, he's not going to have far to go He's just going to be able to go and get 
do little runs into the hotel by himself. It's not like he, he's not going to have a whole group of people like Rick does. Nope. How <sighs> long do you give him on that island? A few, uh, half a year. Wow, you're a lot more generous than I am. <laughs> I mean, like literally, they have the. I mean, if his dad was a good survivalist, which it sounded like he he was, they they should have a bunch of supplies there. But eventually, there's going to be something that he needs that's not going to be there, and or you know the the fencing's going to come down at some point because he can't do the all. He can't re- keep repairing the fencing by himself. Nope. So and then yeah, you know we got the next episode coming up and. Uh, you know that's going to be the return or we, the entrance of the character from Flight Four Sixty Two. Woo! I need to watch that mini that mini movie. Oh, you know you never end up watching the the webisodes. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think all I think back to back. We saw the first three. Yeah, I think back to back. It's all about twelve minutes long, so it doesn't. It's not going to take that long to re- to watch. Okay, YouTube, here I come. <laughs> Cool. Um, anything else you want to say? Uh, no. Then I think we've made it through our week. We uh, we won't have another Supergirl for a while. Um, I think we'll have Gotham and you said Arrow? Yes, it comes back this Wednesday. So, there you go. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, just... Uh, don't have much else to say. We'll have to figure out uh, what you know what's going on, and uh, what uh, we'll have to see what, what what it is. What what is going on? Um, uh, if you want to talk to me, and if you have theories that you'd like to suggest, or uh, our listeners, if you'd like to hash them out, um, go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com backslash Geek Elite Radio. Uh, we also have a Geek Elite Radio Twitter. It's at Geek Elite Radio. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at agent underscore of the underscore bat, and Daniel's on Twitter as Daniel von Helvet uh, at twitter.com, I guess, if you want to call it that way. <laughs> no. Or you that... can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> oh, he's got himself an Instagram. There you go. What's your Instagram? Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, Danny the Destroyer. Danny the word. Destroyer? Yep. Okay, well, there you go, Danny the Destroyer on Instagram. Some funny stuff. <laughs> and Geekly Radio actually does have its own Instagram, which is Geekly Radio, all one word. So, uh, this has been Tobias Heroics on the Geekly Radio Network saying until next time, always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs>